Blog Talk Radio. In five, four, three, two, one. Everybody, how you guys doing? Welcome to Wrestling Tracks. We're going to go through the whole hour. Yes, we're going to do it. God willing, the entire hour is 10 It is 10.06 tonight. Please leave your message for Hang on, say we got problems here. Don't you hate it when people don't freaking understand? Y'all, answer the phone. When we call y'all, answer the phone. Ring, ring. Pick it up. Aren't you glad God might put you on voicemail? One more second. We'll try this again. Hey. About time. All right. How you doing? I'm okay. All right. You good? You straight? Yep, yep, yep. Now write that number down. 347-850-1368. Y'all when we call y'all, answer the phone. One thing I despise above all is voicemail. Voicemail. Five <laughs> voicemail. Answer your phone. They go for everybody. Wait a minute. We ain't through. We got one more person to get to. We're going to try to get uh, recreate last Monday. We're going to try to get uh, Marquez out on the phone. One sec. He'll pick up, hopefully. Y'all give me one second here. As I go through my personal contacts to get his number. Y'all wait one second. Those of, those of you who are fans of Marquez Al, we're talking to D. I will not give you okay. his number. That's not going to happen. I'm, I respect his privacy. So you're going to have to get it yourself. He's available on Facebook. I'm not going to give you all that information, but he's available on Facebook. One second here. He might be asleep. It's uh, a little lady. One second here. No, how to sleep. You have reached the voicemail box oh, of no. three one three eight. Yeah, man. I remember one time I called a bunch of people, and every last one of them I got the voicemail. I despise voicemail for real. You might have to try him friend. one more time. You know, I'll give you a friend. I'll give you a foe. Answer your phone. Let's call one more time. See this work right here. If we don't pick up the phone, we'll just talk. 
No way, Señor. You have reached the voicemail box of 3-1. Now, if you were a fan of wrestling tracks and I called you, you were some tickets, and you up the phone, you missed out on tickets. By the way, we do not do giveaways here because the reason why we don't do giveaways, I'll tell you what. Because I have to get the stuff that we're giving away. I ship it out to you. I feel like doing all that. I'm, I'd rather just buy it online and give you the information and ship it to you that way. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, David? Yep. Did you happen to catch this uh, NXT that just ended? All right. Uh, are you saying I was asking, did you happen to catch the NXT that just ended? I watched a little bit of the main event with uh, Gargano and Sample. Uh, I fell asleep. I like, I like the match. I just didn't like the ending. Well, who won? Spill it. Say something. Uh, Johnny Gargano won. The right person won. The yeah. right person won. I was telling I was telling a friend of mine this. I was telling a friend of mine this. It would be booking malpractice if Johnny Gargano didn't win. Storyline wise, Gargano had to win that match. Cause if you remember, it was Champa who caused all this stuff in the first place when he turned on Gargano. Yeah. He turned on Gargano, cost him the NXT Championship, and he even cost him his job at one point. Gargano had to beat Tommaso Ciampa to get his job back, and they had two other matches. And then they were supposed to have a fourth match, but that match never happened because uh, Ciampa had to get neck surgery, which is the reason why Gargano faced Adam Cole. That's the match he won the championship in. So Johnny Gargano's smart. He waited for the right time. To get his revenge and cost Gargan and cost Champa the uh, title against Adam Cole at Takeover. Gargano cost Champa the title when he hit him with the belt, which made Adam Cole beat Champa to retain the title. So I thought they did the right move by making Gargano win the match. By the way, uh, earlier the night before that started, you notice a little. There's a little tension between Mrs. Gargano. Oh, yes, yeah, she wrestled. Yes, yeah, she did. She wrestled. Yeah, she came in the car. She can't get the car. And uh, she's getting it. She gave something to, to Johnny. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. A little... Actually, actually, what she handed Gargano was actually a cup. Because she came out towards the very end of the match. And she was telling Gargano and Champa, you two need to stop this. All this stuff ain't worth it. And she kicks Gargano in the nuts. So Champa's staring at him. He goes to pick Gargano up. And then Candace comes back in the ring and she gives Champa a low blow. Then Gargano takes a cup out of his pants, and I was like, oh, that's what she gave him. Because mm-hmm. at first, I didn't understand what was going on. Like, she just kicked her husband in the nuts. Is she going to cost him the match? She kicks him in the nuts and leaves, and then she comes back, and then she hits Champa in the nuts. 
Mm-hmm. So I understood it. I understood it now, but at first, when she first did it, I was like, I don't understand this, and this makes no sense. Why does she get been by kicking her husband in the nuts? But towards the end, it all made sense now. Mm. Yes, sir. You know, um, that ladder to... match was okay. Go across the street real quick to AEW. On the same night, of course. Let's go across the street real quick. So, same night, a few channels above us. Uh, no, a few channels below us, if you want to tell who you got. On AEW, what do you think? Um, I saw bits and pieces of it. I thought the first match was very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. With uh, Adam Cole's girlfriend, Britt Baker, DMD. I forgot the name of the Japanese girl she wrestled, but they had an awesome match. That match was actually, I thought that match was better than the ladder match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britt Baker broke her nose during that match, and she lost a tremendous amount of blood from her her, her nose. A lot of blood. Like, yeah, I've so seen people, I've seen people bleed before, but not like that. Mm-hmm. Well, not from the nose, at least. Like, she lost a lot of blood from the nose. But that was the best match on that show. And I also loved Chris Jericho and commentary. Yeah. The former champion, if you will. Mm-hmm. Next week, John Moxley will face uh, Jake Hager for the AEW Championship on... Uh, Dynamite next week. So that should be an interesting match. And I also want to say, give a shout out and uh, say congratulations to a. Uh, I want to say congratulations to AJ Styles, who just won Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Wrestler of a Decade Award. So congrats to him. If for those who don't know, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is the lead, lead wrestling magazine in wrestling. All the greats in the history of this business have been in that magazine and been on the cover of that magazine. So for Man. anybody to be, anybody to be in that magazine is a huge, 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 massive deal to be in that magazine. And it's hard to find. I actually managed to find the magazine earlier today. Reading the magazines, man. You remember, you, of course, everybody remembers the last copy of WWE magazine. Uh, I hope you were able, hope y'all were able to buy it when, while it was out. I've searched high and low, Walmart everywhere. Nobody has WWE magazine any longer. Uh, I don't know why they stopped doing that, but hey, parts that be made the decision. It is. Yep. I remember getting those magazines. Here's here's a little fun fact. The last, well, I can't say person, because it was more than one person to be on the final cover of WWE magazine. It was The Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014 was the final WWE magazine before it was discontinued. The magazine mm-hmm. ran from 1985 to 2014. So, so it had have, a long, it, it was a long run. Oh, yeah. You're the last copy of it. You are lucky. You are holding the last copy 
of WWE Magazine. Yep. Even the first copy, that's that's worth some money. Another fun fact, the first the first person to be on the what well, the person to be on the cover of the first WWE magazine was WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Snooker. There's a fun fact on you. Jimmy Snooker on the first magazine and the Shield on the last magazine. Yes, sir. You know what's interesting? Um, they did. They tried to do different brand magazines. For example, they been had Raw magazine, and then yeah, the I remember that. Man, I said, okay, we 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 need our own magazine. Vanity magazine for a while. You know what? At some point, it's like, you know what? Let's combine the magazines together. Raw SmackDown had one. We're going to go back to one. WWE magazine. Yeah, I remember they had Raw magazine, which started in '96, mm-hmm. and then in 2004 they came out with a SmackDown magazine, and then mm-hmm. in 2012 they came out with a Kids magazine. Oh, it's like a Kids magazine. That's that's, they, that's they, different. They stopped, they stopped um, the kids version of WWE altogether. Yeah, I, I think it lasted about, I think, two years before they stopped it. It used to be our regular uh, .com site, right? They used to have, I'm going to stutter right quick, y'all, excuse me. The WWE Kids Magazine and, hang on a second, WWE.com, right? But WWEKids.com, something like that. They canceled all oh. that all together. Wow. So basically, look, we got time with these kids in the mo. Let's stop. Let's cut the magazine out. Let's cut the the kids' website out. Boom, back to basics. So mm-hmm. there was a point. There was. I remember. I'm very, very clearly. I was on their kids' website for some reason. I got bored. I was on their kids' website for WWE kids for some reason. I don't know why. It was cool. It was decent. Okay, I I could let my, I could let my nephew and niece watch this. This is cool. Oh, yeah, that's why. I was checking it out to make sure they could watch it. And uh, this is all right. Okay. The while they logged on a couple of years later, I can't, I can't find a website in order no more. And right. Yeah. Interesting. So there is no longer WWE kids at all. That is crazy. Unbelievable. But uh yeah, in this copy here of uh Pro Wrestling Illustrated they name see Pro Wrestling Illustrated they give out awards at the end of every year. Superstar mm-hmm. of the year, well male wrestler, female wrestler, match of the year. But in this particular magazine they mention um certain uh categories for of the decade. Like I mentioned Asian Styles is the Wrestler of the decade, and uh, let me go through this magazine here and read off some of the other awards that were given. They have uh, I gotta go answer this right quick. Nature's calling, take care of that for me. I'll be right back. Okay, uh, let me read this off. You have Inspirational Wrestler of the Decade, the winner is Daniel Bryan. Inspirational Wrestler of the Decade, Daniel Bryan. Most Popular Wrestler of the Decade, 
John Cena. You have the most hated wrestler of the decade, which goes to Brock Lesnar. You have Feud of the Decade, which goes to Kenny Omega versus Kajishiko Okada. You have Match of the Decade, which goes to Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker for WrestleMania uh, 26. You have Women of the Decade, no brainer, Charlotte Flair. Uh, let's see, Tag Team of the Decade goes to The New Day. And last but not least, as I mentioned before, wrestler of the decade is AJ Styles. So those are just some of the awards here. And uh, every month, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they have their own top 10 uh, ranking system for several of um, wrestlers. And what is this? This is a... This is a... Last month, mm-hmm. uh, Bray Wyatt is their number one male wrestler in their top ten. Tag teams, number one, goes to Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. So, um, yeah. But yeah. they have these things. Oh, you're back. Yeah, I had to answer. You know, Nature was calling. You got to go. You got to go. Sir. Oh, okay. I had to turn my volume up. I couldn't hear you for a second. I said, well, nature, nature was calling. You got to answer the call. Mm. You know? So, I, uh, what a, did anything else interesting happen with uh, AEW? Like I said, I only caught bits and pieces of it. I have never, I've forgotten when, um, Brody Lee, most people used to know as uh, as uh, Luke Harper. Interesting yeah. I don't like that Dark Order stuff. I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. No, the whole Dark Order thing is is just stupid to me. That that whole storyline or gimmick, whatever you want to call it, I think it's, it's stupid. No, it's mm-hmm. like this this makes no sense. But I did. I saw part of the the um, Omega match. I didn't like that match at all. Uh-huh. Stupid match. Stupid match. Stupid finish. It really is stupid idea for creative. Yeah, but they don't have creative, so there you go. <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised. Y'all like I express how awesome every last one of you are because you guys, I, I got to read this out to you. As I looked at the number here. This, this amazes me. Since, since day one, Mark David, since day one, mm-hmm. this wrestling track, every last one of y'all, 3,914 listeners. Every that is last amazing. Thank you very much. Since day one, you guys, bruh, I appreciate it. No, that's greatly appreciated. Damn right. Much love to every last one of y'all. Thank 
calls herself a Christian. She she emails me. Day one. I just launched wrestling track everywhere. Day one. Okay? She's like, How are you gonna be mm-hmm. a Christian? Blah blah blah. She started she started going off. I am not gonna say all that she said in the email, but she called basically wrestling she's basically called almost it's called wrestling satanic and all that stuff there. First of all, let's type right there. If you open up your Bible, technically speaking, wrestling is in the Bible. Yes, it I'm, is. I'm just saying. You want me to give you some examples? We got David and Goliath. Uh, in fact, there's a scripture that has the title in the story, Jacob wrestles with God. I'm just mm-hmm. So, I'm just I'll point it out there. Also, wrestling is just this old in fact, the Romans, the Egyptians, and the Greeks, they created wrestling, the grapple style of wrestling, and we just took it from there. So, thank you very much. You open up your Bible once in a while, you will see that. Now, yep. it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, thing to know. A few wrestlers are actually Christians. That's not easy to do in this kind of work. Several. You know? Wrestling, I will agree. Wrestling is not the godliest business, but there are believers in this business. Absolutely. It's basically the oldest sport known to man. Mm-hmm. Heck, even Abe Lincoln did it for a little while. Now, you know Our what 16th president. Now, I'm just saying, technically, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Jewish people, the Muslim people, they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to touch swine, right? Mm-hmm. So what what so what do you think the football is made out of? That's a good point. So we call the foot like good old football the pig skin. You know? Mm-hmm. Good old football. So if you're Muslim and Jewish, I I'm not I'm not distant Muslims. I'm not dissing Jews. I love you all. We're brothers. But uh, if you're Muslim and you're Jewish and you play football for a living and you diss wrestling, first of all, you might want to check in your back, your background, your backyard, because uh, last time I checked, to this very day, in the 21st century, Muslims nor Jews should touch pork. I'm just saying. Absolutely. And One of my favorite people in the business is Jewish, Paul Heyman. Yes, sir. And if y'all are still practicing that, then you shouldn't be playing football. Because what you're touching is basically the skin of a pig. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Yep. You know, by all means, Absolutely. If I'm wrong, all means, correct me, I'll learn something. Other than that, last time I checked, it was the pig skin for a reason. But nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's interesting you say that because that is mentioned uh, with the Greeks and the, Roman, and the Romans. Uh, that stuff is mentioned on the WWE Network. You have to watch the uh, history of the World Heavyweight Championship. The origins of that is explained leading up to the creation of the first world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. A very, very, very good documentary, and it's a must-watch. Oh, yeah. Must-watch. Must it, it goes all the way back 
to the NWA Championship, forging into the WCW Championship, to the World Heavyweight Championship in mm-hmm. WWE. So all of that stuff is covered on there. Then let me ask you a question. Uh, how, how much? How many times would you say the the World Championship and the WWE Championship have been unified? The World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship. Uh, I believe twice. 2001 and 2013. Dang, that was my answer. Yes, it, it's been twice. The first time was the WCW remnant of the World Championship. If they know it from now on, it's the world title. And then we had the unification match with Steve Austin Kurt Angle, and Chris Jericho and Rock. So match one, Chris Jericho versus The Rock. Where that match faces also Austin Angle. Where that match faces Jericho and The Rock. Where that match mm-hmm. faces each other. And where that match is the undisputed, the first time, the first time around, the undisputed world champion. That time it meant something, god dang it. Chris Jericho beat The Rock and Austin on the same night, which he continues to say to this day. 20 years later, will never, ever, 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 ever let you forget it. Every time you get a chance, he'll bring it up now and then. He'll come down a lot. But back in 2003, Mm -hmm. 2004, 2002, he will bring it up every chance he got. It's been 19 years, and he still brings it up. And he has every right to. You might be a jerk about it. Mm Mm-hmm. But let's not forget about the second time in 2013 where Randy Orton beat John Cena in a TLC match. Uh-huh. And that was to unify once again the, the WWE Championship and the World Championship one more time to become the what will be going will be known as the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at two belts. We have mm-hmm. last time you told two belts. Then Lloyd, let's cut that out. Hold one belt. I remember Dixie Carter and them made TNA, the old TNA. They made reference to that when uh, when uh, they had a unification match. A TNA oh match. yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. And they Styles came back. He brought the original title belt, unified the title, and I believe it's like well, the champion. I got his name for some reason. Um. Um, Magnus, who's now the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I'm going to say NWA in a second. Magnus said, you know what, carrying around two titles is stupid. That, I, he alluded to that, and I kind of agree with that. Now, two titles in the same company, that is stupid. But the original way, the original time we did it, that was totally different. That was two titles. Mm-hmm. That right there made it special. Absolutely. At that time, it was two titles of two different companies. We still had the remnants of WCW laying around. Now, skip ahead to our 13, it's the same company, two different championships on two different brands. That's kind of stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. In the same company, I'm just saying. We've seen some, some interesting things happen. I remember. Um, 
one of hold on a second. One of the biggest things, the biggest pieces of um, interesting history, is when you had a contracted WCW wrestler being Mike Awesome wrestle a contracted WWE wrestler being Taz uh-huh. for the ECW championship. Yeah. Which Taz won? Now that was a bizarre, interesting piece of wrestling history. So, so, a no, something like that's WWE never been done before, and it hasn't been done since. A WWE guy contracted everything with W with the ECW title one more time. Yep, mm-hmm. which means a WWE guy being Taz won the. ECW championship. Hmm. That, that was really, really bizarre stuff. I, I'll never forget that night as long as I live. The night when EC, WCW just 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 defiled the Madison Square Garden. You walk on McMahon territory. Now, never mind the fact that Vince and Shane are beefing, but this is the McMahon house. Regardless of their beefing or not, this the house. This is McMahon house. You know what I'm saying? And here yep. comes a WCW guy. Shane bought the company, but this is the McMahon house nonetheless. But a WCW guy in the hollowed halls of Madison Square Garden. This is sacred ground. Y'all trample upon it. Mm-hmm. My question here: the good old WCW and little old the internet could. TNA wrestling at the time could either one of them be good enough or have been good enough to work Madison Square Garden? Mm, no, I don't think so. No, Vince has a uh, stranglehold without a garden. You're damn right. What forty? Oh, almost forty years. Forty. Like for example, like sixty his, years. Uh, huh. 60 years. Have you seen the uh, New Japan ROH Super Show that took place at the Garden in April of last year? Which is... Right, that is a joint show between two companies. Mm -hmm. And then New Japan is scheduled to uh, do a show at the Garden this August on the 22nd, which is just New Japan by itself. So I got to give Vince props for allowing that to happen. This man was like the mafia back in the day. It was like Vince runs, Vince runs these errors, you know? He runs these errors mm-hmm. in New York, Manhattan, New Jersey. That's McMahon territory. We were long past territory days, but still, that's McMahon area. He still holds a uh, stranglehold on the business, so to speak. Even when you leave a company, he still owns you, so to speak, because you can't go nowhere and work for anybody for two months after you leave that company. Yes. So it's like you're a wrestler. You're working for his company. You leave, you can't do nothing for 90 days. That's two months. Mm-hmm. So you can't wrestle for nobody at all for two months. 
once you leave that company. Y'all, we're going to take, take a little break right quick. We'll be right back. At Sam Adams, we salute those people who did that thing. Built that thing. Tried that thing. Messed that thing up. Then tried it again. For all the people who believe in going for it. Failing. Improving. Who do their thing the same way we do ours. Because life isn't about whether your glass is half full or half empty. It's about filling it up. Sam Adams. Fill your glass. Okay, everybody. Let's take it from the top. Some things happening. Something exciting. Something authentic and true. Everything changes now. And next. What's next? The future. That's our specialty. Trust me? Because it's available on all devices, it does not work on your laptop, your tablet, your phone, everything else. For the wonderful price, six nine six ninety nine a month on your on your trial, and it works seven, and the rest of the time. It's seven dollars fifty seven cents. You're welcome. Mark, and we're Lee. back. Yes, sir. Hang on a second here. All right, my kid's going to join us in a little bit. I can oh. use, hang on a second here, we get him myself situated. Hang on a second here. All right, I'll try this one more again. One more again. Uh, 53 minutes left. Hang on a second. Here we go. Ah, you're going to call me. Well, let's hope it works. I tell you, you're going to call me. So hopefully, I'll go through. So while we're waiting on him to do that, Marquez, um, 
What is your thoughts on the uh, NWA Cup? David, you talking okay. to me? Yeah, I'm sorry. What is your What is your thoughts on the NWA Cup? Um, I actually I was actually looking forward to watching it, but uh, due to this uh, pandemic, it's being pushed back. I am looking forward to the Nick Aldis and Marty Scroll match. If mm-hmm. Marty Scroll loses, he has to pay Nick Aldis five hundred thousand dollars. But a lot of I don't think money. that's a yeah, it's a lot of money. But I gotta go with Marty Scroll. I think he's gonna beat Nick Aldis and become the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. And I was also looking forward to the annual uh Crockett Cup Tag Team Tournament. I know they announced uh, three teams so far. The um, Wild Cards, former NWA Tag Team Champions, and uh, Villain Enterprises, that tag team, and another former NWA Tag Team Champions, the Rock and Roll Express, the WWE Hall of Famers are also in the tournament. No, it's so uh, looking forward to see who's going to be announced and who's going to win this year. A tournament is probably the most grueling form of wrestling there is. Mm. You was trying to contact Marquez. Like, yeah, he's on the phone with somebody else at the time. But I think the uh, a tournament is the most grueling kind of wrestling there is. No, you really don't see tournaments in wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. The reason why yes. I, I think it's grueling is because, like, first you wrestle your first night, you wrestle – this is how many matches you win. So you wrestle four matches. You win four. You got you got you win a match. You go on the, go to the uh, the next one. You go on the similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. It's been a while. So I don't know how to set up. So you go to the. I think it's first round. Some people do second round. You go to the semifinals. Then the finals. Stuff like that, right? Yep. Like that. Yep. All right. First round. Some do second round. Semifinals, finals. You wrestle. You and you. Mhm. So if you. I just you, don't like the way they do it now. Saying. No, I was saying, uh, some companies they do it differently because they'll have a person wrestle one match and then the next night they'll wrestle. Uh, they will continue the tournament. I liked it better when they would do everything in one night. So if you had to wrestle four matches, you wrestled four matches in the same night instead of doing it on separate nights. I liked it that way. And that is grueling as hell. Because now you got to have what's called endurance, my friends. If you mm-hmm. have one night tournaments are the, are the grueling, are the most grueling tournament there is. Let me tell you something. Now, weekly tournament, if it's in the span of a week, you got time to rest a little bit. Um, but if it's in one night, oh, my goodness. For example, Survivor Series 1998, a one-night tournament. 
So if you win your match, you got to wrestle again and again mm-hmm. and again. By the time you get that fourth match, you are exhausted. Your opponent, however, yeah. is Yep. They I'm did that with um, WrestleMania of four. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Randy Savage won the WWE Championship. And Survivor Series 2015, they got lucky because they only had the semifinal and final matches on the pay-per-view instead of the entire tournament in one night like they did with the early King of the Ring pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Man, the Survivor Series is my favorite time of the year, and it's supposed to be here in Dallas, Texas, uh, November 23rd. But we don't know what's going to happen. So when it does, when we get all this straightened out, get your tickets, you're going to have a good time. But right now, everything's on hold. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think everything should be back to normal by then. Oh, yeah. And, but the and, best King of the Ring is the first one, the first pay-per-view they did, 93. You want to see a good King of the Ring, that's the one to watch on the network, 93, King of the Ring. Uh-huh. I personally call it the Bret Hart show, but it's still a good show. Mm-hmm. I call it the Bret Hart show because he was his matches was just unbelievable in that in that pay per view. A dark side of the ring. At some point, we're gonna get to uh to get to Owen Hart. At some point, mm-hmm. we, we gotta talk about it real quick. We gotta talk about the last episode. I believe it was the brawl for all. It was him on last night. If you missed it, check it out. That was the dumbest idea ever. Yeah, it was. Vince Russo's an idiot for that. And Vince is just as dumb for letting it happen. I mean, I, I, I will admit this. It sounded good on paper, but when it came on television, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Basically, the thing was basically to desi- it was basically designed for one person, and that was Dr. Jeff Steve Williams. You know, everybody thought he was the tough guy. They wanted him to win. Everybody picked him behind the scenes to win the tournament. And they had plans for him, big plans for him. Yeah. Like, see, everybody had plans for him, and it wasn't scripted. So everybody picked him to win. They had plans. It was like, okay, he's going to win. And then once he wins, we're going to put him in a, 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 a world title match with Steve Austin. And unfortunately, since it wasn't scripted, he got knocked out by Bart Gunn. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. Bart Gunn knocked out everybody he faced. Mm-hmm. And after that, uh, uh, Dr. Death, Steve, Steve Williams, his, his career was never the same again. His tough guy image was gone with a snap of a finger. But yeah, yeah that, that that was one of the dumbest things they've ever done. No, that's, that's my take on it. It shouldn't have had been done. It's a thing, man. Um, so he gets very not hate. I know, I know, I know, I know. A wrestling company, 
we, we, we do professional wrestling, but why would anybody elevate this, this is once and do boxing? We don't know shit about boxing. Let's do it, though. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Same and here's life. another thing. It was voluntary. Uh-huh. Oh, um, I almost forgot. I almost forgot, and I'm mad at myself for forgetting for forgetting this, but um, I just remembered this. Uh, WWE, what they're doing with their tapings now is they're taping, I mean, taping, what they're doing for their tapings, uh, what they're doing for the wrestlers is is that they're, um, they're testing all their wrestlers for, for the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I think AEW should do the same thing and follow in their footsteps because that's something AEW is not doing. But I will give AEW some credit. They are starting to tape their shows, which is a good thing. And WWE is still taping all their shows. So that's one thing they just started recently doing. They're testing all their wrestlers for the coronavirus due to um, several of their wrestlers being sick. Uh, people like Rey Mysterio, people like um, Carmella, announcer Corey Graves. So um, that's what they're doing now. Ever since they got sick, they was like, all right, we got to start testing everybody, which is a good idea. I agree. Testing, how that works, as a big old swab, okay? Goes into your nose, through your brain. Yep, and uh, all the airports, all, all the airports are starting to do it, and you can go to your local doctor and get tested for the virus as well. My sister's a nurse, and she does this all the time. She took it herself, and she did not like the the, the that process. Absolutely, uh, so, you get tested for the virus and get tested early. Some people get tested. Do- while they're not sick, some people get tested while they're sick. Why are you getting tested? Uh, that hurts like hell. This is a big old swab, okay? It's not like I, I, it's not like a DNA sample swab. No, 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 no. It's a big old swab. We're going to take this thing, we're going to put it in your nose, we're going to climb all the way up to your brain. Yeah, that's not fun. That hurts. So, People, if you don't want that, stay your tail at home. That hurts. I've I've had that done. It doesn't feel good. And they give you a shot on top of it right after. Man, hearing that sounds a couple. I don't even have that problem. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to avoid all that, stay at home. Please. Stay home. And if you do need to go outside, social distance yourself. They yeah. sanitized. I hate to be, I hate to be group, group, uh, ruthless about it, but either six feet apart or six feet under. You have your choice. Absolutely. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. Six feet under. Yep. We're all, we're all going through the same thing. We're all quarantined. We're only allowed to leave the house for essentials and workouts, things of that nature, whether you run, walk, or jog. Other than that, we're all quarantined. Yeah. 
That includes you, New Orleans, Louisiana. Especially you, New Orleans. Man, I saw a video yeah. of people partying in the dog on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what they're starting to do now. Especially You're right. New Orleans, Louisiana. That includes you, too. They'll tell it on. Absol- Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. I know. Trust me. Believe me, I'm going through it myself. I know you drive. You getting. I know you're going crazy. People getting your nerves. I believe me. I know. I know how you feel. You get on your nerves. You get on their nerves. You can't. You got going the same. You probably, mm-hmm. if you're a married couple, you probably, you probably cut off the loving a little bit for a while right now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, ain't, ain't no smashing right now. If you're you're single. I know I know it sucks for you. If you got kids, God help you. But uh, stay in the house. Oh yeah. <laughs> stay home. Stay your ass from behind home. <laughs> or like Michael Rappaport said, keep your kids home and do not let them go outside. Don't be nice. Get your kids and keep them home. Beat their ass if you have to. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Keep your kids home. Because the kids are the hard-headed ones. Those are the ones we got to worry about. Because yeah, they're the ones who are most likely to break all the rules. My doctor has ordered me to not even... To not, I, I, I can get out. I can, the only thing I can do outside my house is, walk, is get outside the house, walk around my house, step outside for a while. That's it. My doctor's ordered me but my condition, most of you know my condition. If you don't, I'll, I'll tell you later on my face base. But most of my doctor has ordered me not to leave the house at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't leave the house unless I uh, have to. Uh-huh. But I did go outside for a walk briefly. I was outside for about 15, 20 minutes. Just went for a walk, a nice stroll. That you can do. That count has that count as an exercise which technically it is an exercise, but anyway, I did that for about 10, 15 minutes and went my ass back home. So, people, please, 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 for love of God, please, be safe. Okay, all right, all right, enough PSA, you got out of the way, be safe. Now, mm-hmm. um, we are going to have, ladies and gentlemen, our show is going to be upgraded every three months, July, November, and, of course, April. So later on, later on in December, what we're going to do, our annual best matches of the year, real simple, if you do every year, you send in the list of best matches you think should be talked about. It could be... Absolutely. So we're going to accept everybody. We're going to break that down to 20, break that down to 10, talk about it right here on this show, going to leave a space available so from 2 to 10. The last match left will be box number 1 as the match of the year. Mm-hmm. It can happen in any wrestling company around the world. As long as the company is in operation, it can, it can be talked about on this show. As long as it's in the year 2020, it qualifies as the match of the year. I don't care if it's WWE, uh, okay, it was Impact Wrestling, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Wild Wrestling, Women of Wrestling. I don't care where it is. 
long as it's a, a current operational company we're talking about right here on the show, we're gonna take we're gonna take thousands of thousands of emails, whatever. We'll break that down to twenty, break that down to ten, mm-hmm. two through ten, leave a space. The best match, the last match standing, will be the match of the year. Absolutely, and I think we've seen some pretty good matches that are definitely going to make that list at the end of this year. I'm 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 just going to go ahead and put and put and throw my candidate uh, War Games as a whole. That that that'd be that'd be interesting right there. War Games. Oh, War Games was amazing. It'll be, be number one. You never know. That's the beauty of what we do here at WrestleTrack. We put them all in the little hat. The hat the hat a metaphorical. We put all the matches in the hat. We pull one. So any any of these ten matches could be the match of the year. You never know. Their favorite match That's could be true. the worst match. You think was the worst match could be number one. Anything happens. All that random. The last match standing would be the match of the year. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. There's I would like to, uh, a handful of matches. Yes, sir. I would like to uh, point out, God willing, WrestleMania 21. We're going to go Hollywood one more time. This time in Inglewood, California, at the SoFi Stadium, WrestleMania 37. Do you believe that? In 2021. Wow. And it's in March, not April. The third. The anniversary. First. Yep. First time since 2015, there will be a WrestleMania in March. Mm -hmm. Which is about time. As we said earlier, you can thank Howard Finkel. Somebody check on Howard Finkel, by the way. You can thank on Howard Finkel. Because without Howard Finkel, it would not be WrestleMania at all. It wasn't for Howard. That's true. It, Who knows what name it would have been called? Those of you on the story, here's how it works. So, everybody's in Vince's house trying to think of the name for WrestleMania. So, it's Pat Patterson's there. Gerald Briscoe's there. Obviously, Vince McMahon's in his house. Howard Finkel, top WWE guys. Linda's there. She's now, by the way, all you old timers. Oh, she's in the kitchen picture. No, she's in the meeting with Vince and them. She runs the company too. She was the COO. Thank yep. very much. Yep. CEO. All you old town thinking people. She was not cooking dinner. She was not serving. She was in the meeting. Thank you very much. Anyway. So Linda, Vince, uh, Howard Finkel, Pat Patterson, top guys. We need a name. We, everything's ready to go. We just need the name for it. What are we going to call it? So everybody's trying to give a name. All of a sudden, Howard Finkel goes, let's call it WrestleMania. Now, remind you, this is long before the internet. It's long before anything in social media. That's probably hard to sell for a while. WrestleMania. And first couple of years, Will it catch on? Will it suck? Well, thank God it caught on. We're talking about this now. I'm glad it was called WrestleMania. I just remembered what it was almost called. What? The Colossal Jostle, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so we do need to thank Howard Finkel. If it wasn't for him, that's what WrestleMania would have been called. The Colossal Jockle. Can you imagine that? Like 37 years later, it's like the Colossal Jockle. That, that's a stupid name. They ain't gone by no That's a stupid name. Yeah, it is a stupid name. But they ended up did they ended up using the name for the uh, Andre the Giant King Kong Bundy match, mm-hmm. which was a grudge match between the two. So so they still ended up using the name, and they called the match of a colossal jostle. Yes, indeed. Man, my rivalry, mind you, the rival come the very night of WrestleMania, across the street, WCW, the uh, uh, yeah, somebody, it's the very, I can't remember the name of it, uh, they, they, you know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm sorry, say that again. WCW, the pay-per-view, the very night of WrestleMania. Oh, well, actually, it wasn't really a pay-per-view. It was a, a television special. Uh, it aired the same night as WrestleMania Four. It was the first ever Clash of the Champions, yeah, yeah, which fe- which no, featured the cla- Starcade, Starcade. Oh no, 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 no! That was Survivor Series, not WrestleMania. Ah, Starcade was Survivor Series. WrestleMania 4 was the same night as the first Clash of the Champions, which which featured the 45-minute classic between Sting and Ric Flair, which is one of their first matches, which I recommend that match on the network if you haven't seen it. That very night, the same night as WrestleMania, by the way. Yes, and WrestleMania killed them in the ratings. I mean, the Clash of the Champions did do well, but comparing it up to WrestleMania, it got blown away. That's a little pre pre ratings war between the companies for you there, you know. Absolutely. Years later, we'll do it for real. One was on television and one was on paper, yeah. Sure. That's a little sample. Because years later, in the 90s, we'll do it for real every week. You know, thinking about that, it kind of sucked in the 90s for a lot of the companies because it was hard, very, very hard. At the time, you had three major promotions, WWE, ECW, and WCW. Now, those companies, if you was a fan of all three companies, a lot of times their pay-per-views would be back-to-back-to-back. So you would have three pay-per-views in a row. And all that money adds up. That was hard. That was hard. Mm-hmm. I will say the pay-per-view prices was... The, the, they were all different, but WWE's was the most expensive. Like, that was a hard thing to deal with. I remember back, back in the day, in... I, watched, uh, I watched the pay-per-view. It's just like mid-90s. And it's like, hey, look. If you send us the bill for the pay-per-view, we'll pay for it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Now, I, I tried to give it to my mom. She wouldn't have none of it. But at the time, if you, would, if you guys send them the bill, they, they, would, they would either pay for it or reimburse you. 
for the money mm-hmm. you spent. I believe yep. now they reimburse you because you it's already paid for it. So you send them well, a copy of this. Yeah. And they will reimburse you the money that you spent for that pay per view. It's, yeah, it's it's different now because pay-per-view is almost non-existent because everything has a streaming service. WWE has one, ROH has one, Impact Wrestling has one. Like, the only two that really don't have a streaming service is the NWA and AEW. But, yeah, everything else has a, a streaming service. Even the UFC has their own streaming service. Boxing, uh, about... 18, 19 months ago, they just got on the streaming service. So pay-per-view is damn near obsolete. It still exists, but, you know, pay-per-view is almost non-existent now. And it's mm-hmm. it's interesting now because uh, years ago, back in the 90s, we had three major promotions. And now we got four major promotions. You got WWE, you have Impact, you have ROH, and you have AEW. Years ago, uh, you only had three, WWE, ECW, WCW. Nay, I, I do apologize. Martez is in the house 27 minutes later. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up, man? I, I never committed to the show. I just wanted to see what you're doing the show, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm not late. I guess I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> you're on now. Yeah, I am now. I got you. I got you. I'm good. Like I like I do walk-ins or something. <laughs> <laughs> what's the word tonight? <laughs> well, we're talking about uh, pay-per-view, different stuff like that. First of all, we talked about how it wasn't for Howard Finkel, it would not be WrestleMania. It would be, it was supposed to be the uh, Colossal Jostle. That was a stupid name. Oh. And with the help, with the wonderful idea of Howard Finkel, we have WrestleMania. And we talked about how pay-per-view, like at the time, if you were to buy a pay-per-view from WWE, all you need mm-hmm. to do is send a copy of your bill, and they would you would send a, send a copy of your bill to WWE. They would reimburse you, reimburse you the money you spent for the pay-per-view. They were saying how pay-per-view is almost non-existent nowadays. Yeah, everything, everything has a streaming service. And I was also bringing up the fact that is, you was a big wrestling fan, and if you was a fan of all three major promotions, buying pay-per-views was hard. Because each, a lot of times, each company will have a pay-per-view, and basically they're back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So you have three pay-per-views, three Sundays in a row. That's a lot of money to spend, and all of that adds up. So I was telling him that it's, it's different now. Like, pay-per-view is almost non-existent. Almost every yeah. company has a streaming service. Except for AEW and um, the NWA, right. so the pay per view landscape is pretty much almost gone. Like even boxing has a streaming service, the UFC mm-hmm. has a streaming service, so it's That's almost right. non-existent now. Yeah, see, that, yeah, that makes sense. I know, uh, like you said, the UFC and uh, other 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 uh, places that other things, excuse me, are on ESPN Plus now, which is a streaming service. So I noticed that. Um, yep. So you got you're definitely right. I don't know uh, too much about the pay per view stuff, so I don't know if I can really speak uh, for a long time about it. But uh, I do see a little 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 of that happening where 
it's more about the streaming versus the pay-per-views. Yep. The landscape has changed. Yeah. And we also bought up the the, uh, New Japan pay-per-view, which is supposedly supposed to be scheduled to take place in Madison Square Garden, would be the second non-WWE show to take place at the Garden in over 60 years due to Vince McMahon's uh, stranglehold on New York City. Yeah, I heard he wasn't really happy. I think at one point, didn't Ring of Honor try to do a show inside Madison Square Garden and Vince wasn't happy about that? Uh, They had a super show. It was a joint show between New Japan and um, ROH. And Okay. Here's the thing, which I didn't know until I found out years earlier. Vince McMahon has a a, a stranglehold on basically the New York area. So at first, he said no and kept them out of doing a garden. And essentially, he changed his mind and the show ended up taking place at the garden. Because usually... It kind of does make sense looking at it now because I used to think to myself, like, why all these other companies don't do shows at the Garden? And then I figured out and I found out years later it's because of it, saying, no, 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 no one else can do a show at the Garden. So that man has a lot of power people don't know about. Yep. He's a borderline, uh, borderline, uh, borderline mobster, you know, it's, we we talk of ter- talking about territory, and he don't want anybody stepping to his territory. That's that's how mobsters act. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to come up. <laughs> I don't want to talk. No, about you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's you know. I remember Jake Roberts said this once. He's like the guy owns wrestling, and I was telling Lee because he doesn't know much about this. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. When you leave his company, he technically still owns you because every wrestler that's currently signed to WWE, every time they leave, they cannot wrestle for nobody anywhere for 90 yeah. days, which is two months. Yeah. Which is the reason yeah. you don't see Matt Hardy wrestling on AEW. He can appear, but he can't mm-hmm. wrestle. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. That goes absolutely. that goes for everybody. Yeah. So and, once uh, Matt Hardy's ninety days is up, then he can wrestle on AEW. Yeah, because I don't know why, but I know he. I guess he. I don't know why he did this for uh, John Mox, John Moxley, but I guess John Moxley was. Uh, he decided to let him wrestle right away once he left the company. Uh, yeah, Moxley got a pass. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. He sure did. He sure did. I don't know why, but who, who knows? You know, you know. Yeah, I thought that that actually surprised me. I was like, he must have gave him a pass, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, oh, did you AEW? catch NXT or AEW? No, I, I had to do two shows on... My my platform tonight, so once that wrapped up, I got a phone call from my friend, so I've been on the phone call with my friend for the last half hour, so now I haven't got a chance to watch any of that yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw bits and pieces of both shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Could you tell me if they were impressive or not, uh, at least? Uh, I... Well, you said favorite match or favorite part of the show? No, I'm asking, what, was, was the show's impressive or not? Uh, um, not really. Uh, I take I'll take the NXT uh, as a whole show over the AEW. From what I've seen, I will say the first match from Dynamite was very very good. It was the best match on that show. It was uh, Britt Baker. She fought a Japanese woman. I can't mm-hmm. remember what her name was, but that match was very very good. And she suffered a really bad broken nose during the match. Like she lost a lot of blood from her her nose. I mean, a lot of blood. Like, it was really graphic stuff. Oh, wow. But uh, the uh, the latter match was good, but it could have been better between uh, the uh, ladies. Um, uh, Hero Shirai won, so she will face Charlotte Flair at a later date for the NXT Women's Championship. And Johnny Gargano, who beat Tommaso Ciampa, they two beat the hell out of each other. You're going to cry in the car. <laughs> huh? It's over. He's going to cry in the car. Oh, yes. That was their last match. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch that in its entirety. Uh, well, I'm glad the right person won because I told Lee it would be booking malpractice if Gargano lost. Because storyline-wise, it wouldn't have had made sense for Champa to lose when he called for the whole thing in the first place. Exactly. So, so I was so like, thank God they did it right. That's, that was my reaction when he won. I was like, okay, you won. <laughs> you won. Wow. Yes, but it was a good match. I got you, my kids. Um... After the uh, after the uh, the festivities Easter Sunday, you do, you do anything? Oh, as of right now, no. I mean, things are always subject subject to change, but as of right now, nope, not at all. I'm I'll, I'll be free as a bird. Cool. John, join me twelve o'clock noon East East afternoon this Sunday. Let's put something together. Okay, okay, I, I can Let's dig that. I can dig that. <laughs> That's right, folks. Easter afternoon. I said it. Easter afternoon. After all the festivities of Easter Sunday. Check this out. <laughs> By the way, my favorite movie of all time. It only do this every Palm Sunday. I, I just bought Amazon Prime so I can keep it forever. The original the tent called Six Commandments movie with Charlton Heston. The place every year. They used to do it on Easter and I do it on Palm Sunday. I watch it if you record it, check it out. It's cool. I love it. Enjoy it. Nice, nice. Three hours long, but pretty good. That's good, man. Wow, three hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to hit If you don't try to hit you need to look him up. That dude was cool. I'm just waiting for this virus stuff to end so things can get back to normal. We can start seeing crowds at these shows. It's a little strange watching um, wrestling matches with no crowds. 
Yeah, highly, highly strange. Very, very, very strange. I mean, they getting by, you know, but it's gonna, it's gonna become, a, it's gonna become a, a certain point in time where we just gonna get tired of it. You know, we're we're accepting it right now, but I think we we may get tired of it at some point. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. WWE, WWE at least did like an actual draft, like two weeks of actual draft. That way you won't have to uh, wrestle in front of an uh, empty crowd. But I don't think you that's what You know, that would, I, I like that idea. They should do a draft. Make it a tri-branded draft. It was like, put some NXT guys on Raw. Put some Raw guys on NXT. Yep. Yep. It's like, I would love to see someone like Tommaso Ciampa mix it up with an Edge or or Buddy Murphy or Seth right. Rollins. Right. Yep. Same here. Or an Adam Cole versus AJ Styles. I mean, I mean they wrestled before in ROH, but never on WWE. That will be new to a lot of people. Right. You imagine the... the uh, Dream matches we could see. Yeah, I feel like it's time for Adam Cole to go over to uh, WWE or Raw or SmackDown. I just, think, I just really think the Undisputed Era. They should. It's time for them to get a call up. Uh, Here's they, the thing: that they were actually given that option, but they chose to stay. Actually, several people chose to stay. Oh, several people. Oh, yeah, several people were supposed to get called up and chose to stay. Uh, Gargano, Champion, all four members of the Undisputed Era, they all chose to stay. Because no, they seen they seen what what happened to previous people that's been called up and they really didn't do anything with them. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you look at people like in the past, they brought up um all the Ascension. They were awesome. Awesome on NXT. The main roster, nothing. Um, yeah. Uh, revival, they were awesome. For a while, they didn't do anything with with them on the main roster. They did for a brief period, and then now they're not doing anything. Then you had, uh, what's his name? Uh, what the heck is his name? Uh, Tyler Breeze, awesome on NXT. Yeah. He, got, he, he had a big push. At first, Vince gave up on him, and then he didn't amount to anything. He chose to go back to NXT. Same right. same reason why Finn Balor went back to NXT. It wasn't doing anything notable with him on the main roster. No. So that caused a, a lot of guys to stay. But I, ain't, I ain't going nowhere. The fans don't realize, y'all, that they're traveling involved in the draft. For example... If somebody goes to NXT UK, they have to move. If you go to SmackDown, you got to move. You go to NXT, which is in Florida, you got to, this is in Tampa, whatever it is, you got to move. Yeah, those yeah. things are tricky, especially if you're with a, a team or or you're married to somebody. Usually, yeah. they do. If a person's if a person's in a relationship with somebody, they usually put that person on the same show, which is stupid. If you know that you if you know that somebody <laughs> is dating somebody, just put them on the show. Don't take one and put one on raw and leave the other on SmackDown and then months and months later 
okay, I'm going to put this person here with this person. Just do it at the same time. Like, yeah. for example, most recently, uh, Bianca Belair is now on Raw with her husband, Montez Ford, of the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know how many months they kept him to a pot by having her on NXT and keeping him on Raw? Yeah, they could have done that at the same no, time. Yeah, yeah, they should have done that at the start. Yeah. Well, uh, she, uh, uh, NXT. He had to move from England and come over here, wherever, wherever, wherever he lives, and come over here to the United States. To the United States, NXT. Yeah, a lot of them had to move. Oscar had to move from Japan over to move here in the States. Yeah. yeah. Right. But that's what the company is doing now. They keep a lot of the couples on the same show, which is good. But that's the one most recent time they kept people apart. I was like, because yeah. you got... Rusev is on Raw with his wife, Lana. Rusev has been off TV, never seen an injury. Uh, you got Carmella and Corey Graves, even though Corey's not a wrestler. They're together. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Montez Ford and Bianca Belair. Yeah, uh, yeah um, 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 Alistair Black, right. Yeah. Charlotte and Andrade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Yeah. You don't know Al Green. Anyway, Al Green wants to say we got to stay together. Oh, yes, absolutely. How you doing, absolutely. Al Green? Look him up. Yeah, if you don't know who he is. <laughs> don't know Al I don't know who I agree. That's a, that's a whole different that's a whole different argument. But yeah, stay together, y'all. Now keep them couples together. Yeah. I just thought of another couple. Um, Mia Yam and um, what's his name? Keith Lee. They're together. And that's all ironic. I was just gonna say their name as I'm watching NXT right now and watching her come out. <laughs> that's ironic. You say that. <laughs> Yeah, and then, of course, we all know about Gargano and Candice LeRae. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 well, I thought that was a, uh, just a – I didn't think that was serious, but a wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, here's a here's a quick story speaking of them, too. I was at a show, and um, me and my cousin was actually talking to Johnny Gargano, and we're talking to him, and I'm mm-hmm. noticing – his wife is sitting across on the bench, across from yeah. us. So I'm looking at the corner of my eye as we're talking to him. I'm looking at her, and she has this, like, angry look on her face. Like, she don't want him talking to the fans, which turns out actually to be true. So I, I, I give my, um, my, my cousin a signal, like, check his wife out. So she notices and she's like, this bitch has an attitude. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a funny little story, but I ended up being right because me and my cousin caught that. It was like, because he was nice enough to talk to certain fans, and it was like every person he would talk to, she would get more of an attitude. Like, I don't want him talking to people. So I just maybe. thought that was funny, a little story there. Maybe, 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 
time to go home when schools want to go home. I'm just saying. No, here's the thing. Um, uh, um, the show hadn't even started yet. Oh. So they okay. were, yeah, they were outside coming, coming in, and there was there wasn't even a lot of fans. It was like maybe eight, nine fans. But me and my cousin spent the most time talking to him. We spoke to him for about a little over 20 minutes. Yeah, but I just thought that, that I, I thought that was funny. I was like, this, this woman has an attitude. attitude. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, yeah, my cousin got a picture with him, and then um, she was thinking about getting a picture with her, and then I was like, "Are you sure you want to get a picture with her after what happened earlier?" And she goes, "Yeah, you're right. Fuck that bitch." Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, a little story that I had to share, but yeah, looking back on that now, that was pretty funny. But Johnny overall is a nice guy. I met him twice. Oh, sweet, man. Sweet. Mm-hmm. That's, that's super sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't find too many nice people. I've, I've met several people. And, you know, there were occasions where um, I've met some people and they were assholes. But, but yeah. yeah. You know... Um, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or I don't know what the case was and then some people do have a bad rap of not being too nice. Because, yeah. you know, you meet you meet fans and you hear stories like, yeah, I met this person. Like, I know Sasha Banks, she has a bit of an attitude. She's not liked by a lot of fans. She's not really uh, a nice person. I saw that I twice. Believe that. <laughs> I can believe So you saw her before you said but I've, 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 I can tell you, I've seen it on two occasions, in person. And I remember there was this, this, uh, this, this child. She was a child. This ch- girl, this little girl, had to be no more than seven. I say about six or seven years old, and she was so polite and so sweet and so nice. And she asked for an autograph and. She just brushed her off and was like, get away from me. I'm not signing anything. And we're looking at each other like, this girl's a little child. Like, how are you going to say that to a child? Oh, so as, she, as she's walking by, I kid you not, true story, I yelled bitch at her. And she looked back, looking around to, like, try to find a person who said it. Nobody said every, Nobody said anything. So we just all started busting out laughing. And she turned around, gave everybody a little attitude, and just got in her car and left. But I, I had to say that. I was like, this bitch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not too much of a nice person. Yeah. yeah, I heard that about her a few times. And Seth Rollins. I heard he was a douchebag. And Randy Orton, too. But Randy Orton doesn't hide that. He doesn't. Hide no, Randy Orton doesn't hide that. No. <laughs> no, Randy can be a, a a dick. I've seen that a few times. Yep. Brock Lesnar get a lot of bad raps, but here's the thing with Brock Lesnar, and I've seen this because I've 
been around him several times at shows. The thing is, mm-hmm. people don't approach him. Yeah. No, people don't approach him. <laughs> they don't approach him? No, they, no, people really don't approach him at all. Yeah. And, it, and well, it's funny when people say things about him. I was like, y'all don't approach him anyway. Exactly. I mean, he's just one of those people that, from what I've read and what I've seen, that he don't like people. He don't. He really don't trust people, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of the same way once in a while, so I don't blame hey, brother. him. Brother, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm like that too, man, you know? <laughs> so we all mm-hmm. in the same boat with that. Because we, we realize how people can be. We realize how people yeah. can be, man. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard people call um, Paul Heyman a dick. Paul, Paul, I've met Paul twice, mm-hmm. and well, actually three times. Paul, oh, wow, man. he can be he can be an asshole, but it depends. Like he's he's he's, he's tricky. Mm-hmm. He's he's oh, yeah. he's tricky. He's tricky. And I, I I seen I seen this once. Uh, I'll never forget this. We was in. It was me. It was me, my cousin, and my cousin's best friend. And yeah. uh, this guy's kind—I don't know who this guy was. He's some 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 guy. That's, um, he, he's famous on the internet. I don't know what he does. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the guy had his girlfriend with him, and he goes and he asks uh, uh, Paul for a picture. So. He 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 says it nicely, but it's kind of like with an attitude, so to speak. So Paul yeah. didn't like it, and Paul recognized him. And Paul was like, yeah. I know you. So he gives him this picture, and the guy just walks off. But as the guy's walking off, he has an uh, – I don't know what happened, but he has an attitude as he's walking off. So Paul gives him the picture. He's walking away. He has an attitude. He has his girlfriend with him. And Paul goes, um, aren't you forgetting something? And he goes, he goes, he answers him with an attitude. And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? So Paul goes, aren't you going to say thank you? So Paul goes, aren't you going to say thank you? And he goes, no. So he starts to walk away. So he goes, okay. So he goes, why don't you tell your, so he goes, why don't you tell your girlfriend that you're cheating on her? Uh, Everybody was like, wow. True story. I was like, "Wow, the boy." So yeah, so I'm I'm telling my cousin like, "Who is that guy?" I was like, "Oh, he's some guy. He posts his videos on YouTube, and he he he's famous for that." And yeah, he's been cheating on his girlfriend. His girlfriend, no, until now, thanks to Paul Heyman. So I was like, "Wow, that's news to me." Because I was the only one who didn't know who this person was. It was like maybe 10 or 12 other people around us. And when Paul wow. did this, everybody was like, oh. So I'm like, who the hell is this person? <laughs> so all of this is news to me. Yeah. Like, generally, so. story time and all, but time is running out. But that's why you don't mess with Paul Heyman, for real. Like, Gemma, be safe, please, the love of God, stay home. Have a wonderful Easter. Join uh-huh. us Easter Sunday afternoon right here, 12 o'clock noon. We're going to have a good time. Yes, 12 o'clock noon. My kids will be in the house. We're going to have a good time talking about all kinds of stuff. 
Easter from Easter service to professional wrestling and a whole lot more. Easter Sunday afternoon, oh, yeah. 12 o'clock p.m. Don't miss it. Have a great Easter. God bless you. Jesus rose. Uh, all right, brother. Thank you. All right, Dave. Take care, man. Take care, everybody listening. Stay safe and wash your hands and stay sanitized. Absolutely. <laughs> Good night, everybody.